You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. Even before you start, that was a preemptive shh. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. I already had someone created in my image. He's evil, he wants to take over the world, and he fits easily into most overhead storage bins. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you as usual. 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Okay, so we have plenty of stuff to talk about, both Husker basketball and Husker football. Husker basketball has been somewhat quiet in the transfer portal, I suppose, and not necessarily with contacting guys, but really creating a lot of ground with guys and, and making up some ground and, and having them as potential uh, new roster additions. Let's go ahead and bring in Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, our usual Monday guest. Steve, what's up? How's it going? Hey, Nick. Hey, Rico. I'm doing great. How uh, are excited are we for the championship game tonight? Oh, pretty pretty excited. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for it. I always kind of get excited for those championship games um yeah do you guys think it's going to be close um or 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 what what do you what are you uh thinking for the game here i think uconn might have this in the bag already am i overthinking this no i i agree i i gave the prediction of of 74 to 62 today uconn i i think uconn wins by double digits i also believe that if it gets above 75 points i I don't think san diego state has much of a chance i hope that San Diego State can keep it close, but I want San Diego State to win, but I think it's a foregone conclusion that UConn wins. They've just been dominating everybody, and just the they're one of the more balanced teams in the entire country. Yeah, I'd have to agree with all of that, uh, guys. I, I respect what San Diego State has done. I, I like what they um, do defensively. They've, they've got a lot of grown men, it looks like, out there. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going UConn, I think. There's just too much firepower with the Huskies, mm-hmm. and I think they'll get this one pretty easily tonight. Are you a fan of trash talk, Steve? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Okay, just thought, just thought I'd ask that question. That's no no follow up question. Yeah, I <laughs> it's uh so I I saw everything that ha- happened uh, yesterday with Iowa and LSU, and you know I, I have absolutely no problem with what went down um, with, and I know there's a whole lot of discussion on on social media about um, trash talk and everything, but you know what? I, I just thought it was maybe just – people are just a little too sensitive uh, these these days. At the end, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's basketball. It's it's a sport, and these, these uh, men and women are out there um, for our entertainment and viewing pleasure, and so if, if they want to have a little fun, um, by all means, go do it. I'm not going to take anything away from, from LSU or IOI. I kind of enjoyed um, seeing everything that went down last night. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, say one bad thing about anything. I, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a fan of trash talk, and I'm a fan of, um, you know, if, if, if you feel you're good enough to do that, and, um, you know, I, I think a lot of the LSU girls were, um, by all means, go ahead. I'm not going to worry about it and, and maybe think about what that means for the sport of basketball or anything. I don't think it really goes that deep, I think. Um, the girls were just out there playing basketball and having fun, and um, whatever happens, happens. That's how I kind of view it. 
Uh, Steve, not, there's not really a response to this question or, or even statement that I'm about to say because it's going to kind of be putting you on the spot, and I don't really expect anything. Sharif Mitchell from Creighton just entered the transfer portal, former uh, Omaha Burt guy. Yeah, that must have just happened right now, huh? I didn't yeah, know it, that. it um, just just yeah. six minutes ago he tweeted it out. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think uh, Creighton was a team. It was a roster that I think we're going to see um, some spots become available, and we already mm-hmm. saw one with Isaac Trout taking one, um, which yeah. was kind of obvious. But, yeah, I think um, Creighton was um, right at the end of the season. I think there might have been some changes roster-wise. Might I thought I didn't even know what was going to happen with um, Coach Mack, but, uh, you know, it seems like yeah. he's um, staying put there. But, yeah, some scholarship spots are definitely going to open there. Yeah. Um, that that one's going to be really interesting with Sharif Mitchell. Yeah, Sharif Mitchell, a, a redshirt junior from, from North Omaha. I want to say he played at Omaha Burke, I believe. I, I want to say he was the uh, Gatorade Player of the Year his senior year as well. Um, at Omaha Burke. Okay, let's let's make the transition to Husker Hoops here first. Stay on the topic of basketball. We're joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Uh, Steve Kirk Creesa visited early last week, but it's been it's been pretty quiet since then, and it feels like this is somewhat down to a, a two team race between West Virginia and Nebraska. But I mean, I, I guess X's and O's wise, how do you see a guy like Creesa? I hope I'm saying that correctly. Fit into Nebraska's kind of program, I guess. Well, uh, I think what when you look at Nebraska's roster right now, they definitely need a ball handler, an experienced ball handler at the point guard position out of the transfer portal, and that's exactly what Kirk Creesa is. He's a veteran guy. He's um, played a lot of basketball. He started a lot of games for a really, really good program out west in the Pac-12 at Arizona. Uh, he's got, I think, pretty solid size for that at six foot three, 190 pounds. Um, and, you know, he it, he takes almost exclusively three-pointers, uh, <laughs> Uh, I think he averaged maybe like nine shots a game this past season, and seven of them were from behind the arc. So he's a career 35% three-point shooter. Um, and on and he took, I think he averaged six um, three-point shots this this past season. And he's a really good ball distributor. I'll give him that. He averaged five, a little over five assists per game. So he's kind of exactly what you're looking for on on paper. He's he's a guard with good size, a really good ball handler. Um, he he likes to. Um, you know, find his teammates down down the court. He 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 plays a fun brand of basketball with the three point shots and the, and the cool passes and everything. But I'm just wondering if he is a fit uh, for what uh, Fred Horberg said his I guess his blueprint was that he wanted to follow after the loss in Chicago to Minnesota in the Big Ten tournament. He said that you know they have kind of a blueprint blueprint that they want to go off of. Um, for this offseason, and that was finding more guys like Sam Greasel, finding more guys like Emmanuel Bandebel and, and um, Juwan Gary. So, and when I look at uh, Kirk Risa, you know, I, he, he, he plays with a lot of passion. He's a big uh, personality. He's a fiery competitor. I've, I've uh, watched a little bit of Kirk Risa. He's a guy that likes to blow Chris, uh, kisses to the crowd. He's, he's kissed the uh, court one time after making a three. He's just kind of like that, you know, that, you know, I want to say every European player is like that, but a lot of them are like that where they just kind of play with their emotions on their sleeve and it, it's kind of easy to see that they have fun playing the game. But I'm kind of wondering if Kirk Creese is the type, is a really good fit for what Nebraska is trying to do if they want to continue to play like they did last year, which is, you know, do the little things, be defense first, um, be tough, be a, a tough basketball team. Uh, so there's there are things that Kirk Risa can do offensively for you, um, but you know I'm just kind of wondering if um, you know the fit is right with Nebraska. And I know uh, West Virginia 
and Bob Huggins really, really want him over there as well. I'm wondering if NIL, how much NIL is going to come into mm-hmm. into play with this one. And I wonder if Xavier was going to get into the uh, sweepstakes here too because um, Kerr's old head coach, Sean Miller, currently coaches at Xavier as well, but I haven't really heard a lot about Xavier. It's only been kind of West Virginia and Nebraska. So, um, hey, if, if Nebraska winds up landing Kirk Risa, it's it's a big – it would be a really big portal addition, but I'm just wondering if the fit is right, and I'm not really too sure it is. But you know, don't take my words for it. Yeah. Um. If if Hoiberg, if Hoiberg and the coaches want a guy like Kirk Creasa on the roster, then um they they obviously see something there. Now, Steve, it's interesting. You mentioned the blueprint, and I want to get back to the transfer portal here soon. I, you mentioned the blueprint that Fred Hoiberg is kind of looking for and talked about. That should give Husker fans a little more, I guess. Um, confidence maybe is the right word that this thing can be competitive like this program can still be competitive next year because you're not relying so much on the outside shot like they you you see and you you now hear that this staff understands that hey we can be a defensive type of team and it's going to keep us competitive and just be and since we know that now we're going to change our our philosophy entirely over the course of not only one year but a couple years yeah yeah that's a that's a good point I think um, you know, I, I believe that Fred Hoiberg and, and the coaching staff want to stick with what worked last year. And what worked last year was finding guys, old, older veteran guys who can, who aren't afraid to D up and, and do the little things like the, like the guys we mentioned here. And, you know, I know a lot of people are, are wondering about the timeline with these things and how there hasn't been a lot of um, action recently. Um, but, you know, if you look back at last year, I think it was um, Sam Greasel committed to Nebraska in March. I believe, and then Juwan Gary committed in uh, late April, and then Emmanuel Bandemil, uh committed in late May. So there's still plenty of time, I, I believe, you know, for the for the program to to try try, try to take their time, I guess, and, and really vet these transfer portal additions. Because what you don't want to do is bring in a guy who who doesn't fit and might be bad for the team, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's obviously going to be a very 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 important season uh, for Fred Hoiberg and the staff. Um, they need to continue to build off the progress that they showed this last season. And so it, it becomes really imperative, I think, that you um, really study who you're bringing into and make sure you don't screw anything up with, with uh, bringing, bringing in a bad apple or anything like that. And I'm not saying uh, Kirk Creasa is a bad apple or anything. I just, I just really think that the program needs to get a, a good fit for what they're trying uh, to be next season. So um, when, I know um, Hunter Salas. Um, is in the portal from mm-hmm. former five-star recruit Millard, Millard North spent past two seasons at Gonzaga. He would be more of a fit in my opinion. Um, just, I think he's already after two years of college basketball, he's an elite defender. Um, he's very, very long at six foot five. He, I don't think he's, um, I don't want to call him a bad shooter, but um, it's still I'm kind of evolving. His shot is evolving right now and there's some work to be done there, but Boy, he can slash. He can play defense. He can he can really really jump. Um, I I kind of view him as as a more polished, I guess, Denim Dawson. I Ooh, think. Okay. So I I don't know. I I think you know Nebraska, from what I've been told, is is kind of um, they are more in the running than they were before with Hunter Salas. Um, but obviously Hunter is going to get be getting a lot of phone calls right now for, from a lot of programs that are um, kind of more in the more. I guess better than Nebraska right now as a program, so that's going to be one a really really interesting one to to follow because I, I think um, maybe coming back home and playing for a, a team like Nebraska might um, provide some good things 
for Hunter Salas be, be kind of known as, like I told you guys last time with Sam Greasel, I think he came back and he, he became an absolute rock star yeah. in this state. I think that could be mm-hmm. the, something similar with Hunter Salas, but they're different players and they all bring um, something different. So um, Hunter Salas, I think, might be a name to watch, but, you know, everybody's going to be wanting to, to get their hands on him too. Well, and I'm, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, Steve. I mean, my mind, a little wandering here ever since just a couple minutes ago when we saw Sharif Mitchell enter the portal. I mean, that opens a spot up for a Hunter Salas to go to Creighton as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I don't know, man, I, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, the things you heard with, with Hunter Salas and his background and if he would want to go back to Omaha in general, and I know Lincoln's not too far from Omaha, yeah. but um, I, I'm not really too, too sure on how in, in the running Creighton is right now, but I could Good. be wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's just, you know, some, some things there. Um, that I don't think would make Creighton uh, maybe a good fit, but that's hey, that's just uh, me and my opinion. Maybe that's good news for Nebraska fans. Then, as as you mentioned, I mean Nebraska hasn't necessarily gotten a, a portal commitment yet, but they've been in the running, I suppose. And and those are two guys, Hunter Salas and, and Kirk Creasett. Now, moving over to football, um, Matt Rule told us on Saturday that quarterbacks were live, and, and I guess why is that such an important co- a quote and so attractive for Husker fans to hear? Well, when I first heard it, I was like, you know, thinking to myself, well, that's kind of unusual. You you never let make quarterbacks live during the spring. I mean, what are you doing? You got to protect these guys at all costs, right? They're quarterbacks. Yeah. But um, I think it, I think with this spring in particular, I think a coach like Matt Rule really wants to see what he has with this roster, and especially he wants to see what he has at quarterback. He wants to see what Heinrich Harburg is about, and Heinrich Harburg at six five you know, 210, 215 pounds, that guy's a freak athlete with the ball in his hands. And if, and if plays break down and, and he turns into a, a big athlete with a, with a big athlete running the football, I mean, that's, that's kind of attractive. And, um, you know, he's, we, he even said, um, Matt Rule did after the scrimmage that the quarterback run game was giving the defense fits. And, you know, he kind of joked that, you know, I told, I told the defense that, uh, the quarterbacks were going to be live before the practice, and they all, all kind of like looked at him, kind of confused, like, "Hey, what's this? Like, that's never happened around here before." So, um, they they kind of uh, were were interesting, interesting in um, trying to trying to tackle the quarterback because it just doesn't happen a lot at spring practice. But um, yeah, I think maybe just making the quarterbacks live and taking that, um, make, uh, making them, you know, run and and take hits. I think that that's something that Matt Rule can really gauge use as a tool to gauge what he has in his quarterback room um, because we all know about uh, Jeff Sims he's a big physical athletic quarterback he's missed a lot of time at, at his previous spot stop with uh, Georgia Tech but you know there's it's it's just something I think that t- that rule is going to use um, to maybe just gauge what he actually has what he really really has in the quarterback room and, and that's to make those guys live and just play football. We're speaking with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. And Steve, uh, you never you never want to see injuries, but with Ben Scott's injury and having Justin Evan Jenkins uh, play center, you said that you know Rule wants to see what he's got on this roster. Could this be kind of as I said, you know, you don't want injuries, but like a blessing in disguise to see that all important center spot after Cam Jurgens anchored it for three seasons. What you've got in a possible backup uh, for Justin Evans Jenkins at, at center? Yeah, that that was I think another um, good thing that that caught my eye was first of all. Um, there were a lot of rumors going around about uh, Ben Scott a few days ago, and then you, we we finally got it confirmed that it wasn't going to be as serious as maybe the rumors uh, were leading on. So that's really good news for Ben Scott, and I completely agree with 
what, what Matt Rule said about that is, you know, with a guy like Ben Scott, a, a veteran who's played a lot, of, a lot of football, he maybe doesn't need to be there every, out there every single day for spring ball because, you know, he's he, at this point of his career, I think he can kind of just step in and, and be, be that leader that the center position needs. But, yeah, you're right, Rico. Justin Evans-Jenkins got a nice shout-out from the head coach, and that's good to hear because that's a, that's a redshirt freshman that we haven't really heard a lot from. I think he might have been the third or fourth string last year. Um, so um, to hear his name pop up at that backup center spot I think is, is really good uh, for Justin Evans-Jenkins. He's a New Jersey guy, which I think uh, Matt Rule likes, and former wrestler, which I know Matt Rule li- likes. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a surprise at first because at one of the open practices I went to, I was uh, looking at the quarterbacks, and I don't know if it was the, the rotation was, was set or anything, but Keegan Menning a walk-on was the was the second center working with the second team quarterback, not Justin Evans Jenkins. So maybe there was some movement up there. But um, yeah, Justin Evans Jenkins, you know, he's a good-sized kid. He's not the tallest out there, but he just looks like a center. And I and I'm I don't know. At the end of the day, I think it's just a very good thing that we heard his name out there um, because he he might have been one of the names that I was um, maybe thinking if he was just going to last here at Nebraska. But yeah. good to hear him. Good to hear his name, and and maybe a new coaching staff will do well for. A guy like Justin, Justin Evans Jenkins. Steve, really good stuff, man. As always, really, really informative on Husker hoops. That was that was really good stuff. We appreciate the time as always. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow at Husker practice, and then we'll talk to you next Monday. Yeah, bright and early. We'll see you guys. That is Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate him as always. That that stuff on Husker hoops is really interesting. Um, and that once again, that blueprint, that philosophy that now Fred Hoiberg and and staff are kind of adopting, right? That should give. I don't want to say a sense of calm to Husker fans, but it's mm-hmm. like in in a world where coaches are so stubborn to change their ways and what they're com- comfortable and familiar with. Very gung-ho. Here, here we have Fred Hoiberg, who has been doing it at multiple levels for multiple years, and and now after a 16-16 and 16 year, or 16-17, and 17, I believe, yeah. um, then you're, you're sitting here going, all right, you're still going to be okay changing, and you're now adept... Uh, adapting to that kind of uh, roster. It's going to be weird need. to see a defensive first team led by Fred Hoiberg because when he's hired, you think, oh, this team is going to score so many points. They're going to shoot so many threes. It's going to be up-tempo, fast-paced, and that's what they tried to do, and it didn't work out. And then you, you, you switch things up. You still got the same head coach. You switch exactly. things up, and you have more success well, than you've had. And it's not even that the fact of, like, you can't shoot threes, right? We, they, they found that happy medium – with like a, a guy like Casey who who can light it up from anywhere on the floor, and even when healthy, I mean Juwan Gary was capable of shooting a little bit of an outside outside shot. You saw Jamarcus Lawrence, where I think a lot of people would agree that they're excited about his potential and future. Mm-hmm. And so you have that kind of a blend where you're not you're not banking on a three ball every single time down the floor for the majority of the game. And, and I think when Nebraska's faith in stopping them. Well, and Nebraska, when Nebraska's been kind of a, a poor a poor three-point three point shooting team, or maybe streaky, maybe streaky's the better word. That's a good word. Um, for shooting beyond the arc, I think this is, as Fred Hoiberg would agree, obviously, the, the better way to go. Um, and they better approach to to everything going on. I'm wondering if they're waiting. You know, as you said, no, not a, a lot of transfer portal movement. And Steve kind of laid it out. You know, they it took them a while to get into the portal and get their guys in last season. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering out loud if they're waiting to see what Kase decides before they decide to bring anyone well, in. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's un- unfortunately. I believe that's a decision that can be held out until the early stages of June. 
maybe May, end of May, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the semester ends in the in the later portion of May. So, I would assume that that's a that's a decision that can be held out until the the, the beginning of June. But um, yeah, I mean that's a big one that a lot of people are kind of forgetting about. Is that mm-hmm. uh, you had obviously Izzy Bourne decide to leave and Jazz Shelley come back for the Nebraska women's team, but now the men's team, the full attention turns to that, um, and and Kase Tominaga and his big decision. If so. my track record tracks, he'll come back because I because you said think he was you, you don't think back. he'll come back. That's right. So hopefully, let's go ahead and take our final timeout. When we come back, we'll be joined by Austin Strick on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com.